0: Is it wired to change?
1: With the number two.
0: We are here to help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner.
1: And what a life it is, Mike Manning.
0: I like when I learn something and I learned something just a minute ago. It's not good for radio, but it's really good for TV. Trinity is on Zoom today because we have no guest in the studio today, so she's on Zoom and I'm here, which is fine. I just assumed our Zoom guests could not hear the intro music, and I was wrong. Oh, they can hear it. Oh, you did, and you danced.
1: I did, and I danced. I danced big. You did. It was fantastic.
0: (laughs) Still still a good decision.
1: (laughs) For those of you who are just tuning in or just found our podcast, we are super excited to have you here today because we are going to talk about one of our favorite topics, which is all about why someone would want a business coach. And are they a good fit for a business coach? Because believe it or not, as much as we love clients and you know, we like to meet new clients and take on new clients and that process is fun. Just not everybody is a great fit, are they, Mike?
0: They are not. And that's why I really like our intake form. I was at a networking event the other day and the uh, breakout room topic was systems that work for you. And that's a no brainer for me. And I was explaining to them why that's so useful for us, because we, we might of the 20 questions we ask, I think two of them or maybe three involve the business itself. We need to know them. And the two best questions we ask them is, uh, how do you learn things so Mm -hmm. we know how to present? And if you're going down a rabbit hole and you're struggling, how would we help you out of there? And we've gotten some weird looks from clients before, but once we explained it to them, they're like, oh, okay.
1: Well, and as coaches, one of the things that we're always on the you know, alert for is are they going down that rabbit hole? Because usually we see it before they do. And yes, what we mean yes. by that is everyone has their own triggers of when they get overwhelmed. And you know, we have a client that one of our clients' trigger is he'll just stop responding to the text and email. Um, another client is to start trying to push back her appointment. So each person has kind of their own um you know stress stress signals oh, wow. that are going out so we know okay it's time to rein it in have a conversation with them and figure out what's happening that's causing them to um to get you know because the coaching process can be stressful because you're dealing mm-hmm. with a lot of issues and typically the issues are surrounding somehow yourself, because you're the owner of the business. And that can be very daunting to some people, um, which is why we have you know, a pretty comprehensive list of things that people should look out for to determine whether or not they would be a good suitable fit for business coaching.
0: And for the folks listening, if you have a coworker or a vendor or a client that you see on a regular basis, and they're always chatty and they're always on time, and then all of a sudden they're late, and they walk in with their shoulders slumped down, you know immediately something's different. Mm -hmm. And we want to be respectful and professional because that in in a coaching situation, that has to be addressed because that's going to affect everything. Whether it was information from your bank or your CPA, a death in the family, you got a bad back, you've been laid up for three days and you're behind, whatever it is, we'll stop right there and address it to to make sure, see how we could help, see how they can help and how we can, how they can get out of this quick and deal with it and move on. Cause the worst things, and you tell this all the time, it's those, it's like a pig pen and Charlie Brown, that black cloud hanging over you, you gotta deal with it and fast.
1: Yeah, which is why one of the top, so we get asked a lot um, from potential clients and Um our referral partners, you know, like, what is business coaching? Because there are, I don't even know, thousands in the triangle. Easily. Life coaches, right? Um, Hundreds of thousands across the the universe. And there's a lot of people that focus on a lot of different things. And we're super Mm -hmm. lucky that we have, of a triple-edged sword, maybe we can call it the trinity of business (laughs) coaching, where we have real-life experience, so we can actually help with the day-to-day, how you run your business operations. Um, We also have background in the typical coaching methods, which is asking very powerful questions and getting to the root Mm -hmm. issue. Um, But then we also really develop a strong and deep personal connection and care for our clients, which is really important because the number one thing that we tell people to be prepared for when you come in is to be open and honest. Mm-hmm.
0: Because and if you can't be
1: yeah. open and honest with your business coach or your therapist or your accountant, you're going to have some snags along the way.
0: We always tell people that we're going to ask a bunch of questions. They're all respectful, they're all professional, but they're all with a purpose because we have to know. And until you answer the whys of the world, why is it taking you so long to do this? Why do you not want to do it? Why can't you do it? Once you get answers to that, boy, that speeds things up fast.
1: It does, and it's right in our name. Um, People will ask us sometimes why wired to change with the number two. Well, the number two is kind of obvious because there's two of us. Um, and you get the benefit of having two brains, which some days mine's rocking on all cylinders and some days Mike just has to catch me because I'm just, you know, hot mess. But really what we're focusing on is that our clients and even ourselves, we are creatures of growth. And that is something that's paramount when we're working with somebody is that their person or a business that really wants to be held accountable. They have a passion for what they're doing and they're ready to come to the table open and honestly, because we're going to help them with clarity. We're going to help them with confidence, with ideas, and really stretching themselves. And that's what people, I mean, it's like when I hire a personal trainer, like, yes, can I work out by myself? I yeah. can. <clears throat> Am I going to do it as hard? Now, am I going to be as on top of my, my eating schedule and doing things No, but when I hire a personal trainer, but you, you know, like paying that four or $500 a month really makes me kind of strap on my boots and make sure that I get mm-hmm. the most out of what I'm paying for. And that's what business coaching helps bring to the table for our clients is that extra level of I know that I want to do these things. I know that I can do them. I just need, you know, a Sherpa there to help guide me through the way and be able to call me out if needed, because, um, you know, one of my biggest complaints when I was in management with my real estate company was, you know, I was at the top of the food chain and I had people coming to me all day long with questions and I was constantly solving other people's issues and creating systems and processes for other people. And it got to the point where I was like, but who do I go to? Who, who's the person that's got buyback? Where do I go when I have a question or I want to have a hard conversation and need to talk through it with somebody. I mean, God bless my husband. He's a good sounding board, but he doesn't want to hear all that all the time. So I reached out to a coach and it really helped me to have that person that was on the same level as me in terms of where I was at business wise, because there's some of those things that you can't put back upon your employees. Um, One is just kind of not professional to, I mean, I've worked for bosses before that were too much of an open book and it's kind of creepy. Don't be an overshare people. Come on. And having a person that you can confide in and that you can share those struggles with is something that a lot of, that's why small business owners seek out mastermind groups or, um, you know, peer review groups because they need that ability to have somebody that's going through the exact same things they are.
0: And it comes back to the accountability and your example of going to Scott, your husband, that's not fair to him because if you as a business owner have legitimate, serious problems or issues, you need to be able to take them to somebody that can process it, put it into context and help you. And a lot of times a spouse, as you can say, you had a bad day. Well, oh, this deal fell through and they're like, oh, I hope tomorrow's better. But if you start getting into the minutia of why it, it fell through, they're Likely not able to handle that. And the accountability from a coach, going back to your analogy of working out, coaches, and we do this, we do it with no malice, but we say, Trinity, but you said you wanted to lose two pounds this week. It's Friday. You haven't lost any. Because we're our own worst accountability partners. You are not, just like me, I'm not going to hold myself accountable on a Friday if I've not lost any weight. But when you hear it coming from a coach, you're like, oh, crap, you're right. I did say that. I want to do that. All right. All right. I'm going to stay here for another half hour or I'm going to work out tomorrow when I normally take Saturday off. But that's one of the roles is the accountability partner.
1: It is. So I found it really interesting. A couple of weeks ago, Mike um, had reached out to a few of our clients um, you know hey after working with us for a while why why did you decide to work with us because and i think this is a good tip for any business owner um i'm a big fan of testimonials and going back and reviewing with your past clients why -hmm. they decided to work with you if they would work with you again if they would refer you because it gives you some good insight into things you might have never thought about within your business Um, I do it with my real estate clients because sometimes there's things that I just do kind of just because it's part of my process. And I don't even realize how big of an impact that's having, but for some of our coaching clients, we really wanted to know um, one, why they seeked out a business coach to begin with. And we got some very interesting Mm -hmm. answers. Um, So one of our clients was incredibly successful and had a lot of experience in the academic and corporate world. And she'd also worked for small businesses, but she had seen the good and the bad and the ugly of all of those. And she knew what she wanted her business to look like, but she wasn't quite sure exactly how to make that play out into reality. So when she became an entrepreneur and started her business, she knew she needed guidance. But so much of the minutia of managing a small business was just unknown to her. And she met Mike at a business networking international meeting. She had heard good things about him from some other people and really learned to value his knowledge through networking with Mm -hmm. him and um, decided to meet with us and thought that we would be a great fit for her for helping her grow her small business. So she was already feeling a lot of pains that we see amongst small business owners where you may have been great at your mid-level job, or you might've had a high level C job, but now you're, you know, dipping a toe into running your own business. And that can be something that is a little scary, especially if like with her, she'd experienced working for some kind of badly ran small businesses. And she knew Mm -hmm. that she did not want to repeat that history. Um, We had another client who had been running his small business for quite a while, and he wanted to coach because he had a lot of vision. He was very much a visionary, and he wanted to take that vision and actually see it become a reality. And that can be incredibly daunting when you're on your own. And I would say that the biggest benefit for him is that he needed a place where he could talk out loud and let us be the mirror that sometimes spoke back to him. And a lot of times people don't even, you know, their businesses aren't necessarily broken. They're making money, but they have, they just concede that there's just something there that they want to implement or a great idea that they want to strategize about. And that can be the impetus for them seeking a business coach.
0: In their review, they had the 80% rule, which again, you preach all the time, just get it out there because nobody knows it's not a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. And for many small business owners and entrepreneurs, and we deal with a lot of people who are sales professionals that may not be technically running their own business, but they are pretty much doing all of the things that make the money right which makes them very responsible for their success um the 80 percent rule is super important it's one of the first things that we work with our clients to make sure that they understand and that they're actually implementing and that's where making sure that somebody's coachable is really important because i had come up with a list um of all of the reasons that people would want to hire a coach and i also came up with A list of people who should not hire a coach and that one's really short we're Mm going to share that first
0: but powerful
1: well if you're listening to this you're probably a person that would fit our list because you are anxious to learn and you are open to advice from others which is definitely coachable someone who should not hire a coach is the person who thinks they already have it all figured out and is not open to advice or or being introspective and changing their opinion of, of themselves or what they think is right or wrong. Um, and those people are the ones that I see complaining on Facebook and LinkedIn and they're bitching about their business and they're bitching about this and they're bitching about that. And I'm like, okay, when it all comes down to it, the person responsible for our success in business is ourselves. And if you are not open to knowing that you made a mistake or you did something wrong or, took a wrong turn in how you were managing your business, then one, no one's going to want to work with you. And that's why you're floundering Two, a business coach. You're going to drive them crazy because those people would just, I call them negative Nancy's not in our wheelhouse.
0: And we've seen people before that have hired a coach and then told the coach how to coach them and do their job. It's like, no, no, you're, you're either the coach or the client. It's tough to be both. It's
1: like me going to the doctor and being like, Hey, can you write me a prescription for this? Because I've already self-diagnosed. Yeah.
0: It literally is. That's the funny part about it.
1: I would say that the the main kind of the magic potion for success for somebody that gets into a coaching relationship, whether it's with a business coach like ourselves or a life coach or an executive coach or, you know, one of the many multitudes of different types of coaching, is that um, people that thrive in a coaching environment are the ones that follow through. And if if somebody's a person that doesn't follow through on action items or does not take well to accountability, then it's really a waste of their money because we give our clients quite a bit of homework. And I shouldn't say we give it to them; they come up with their own homework from our sessions of things that they um, either are going to work on, cause it might be something that's just a mental block in their head, or it might be implementing, you know, hiring somebody or putting some standard operating procedures in place. So if somebody goes through all of the, you know, if they're meeting with us for an hour and working on something, and then five weeks later, they haven't taken any action on it, then that's just not a great fit for us.
0: We had uh, Kimberly Day on about a month ago, and she is the creator of uh, Write and Grow Rich. She helps people write books. And one day we're at an event, event and she was talking. We're talking about courses and coaching and networking and everything. And, And I don't know where she got the line from, but it's perfect. She said, people that pay attention pay. Because a lot of people are looking for the freebies. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's free. I'll, I may jump in. I may not. But when you plop down some money, you're m- most likely going to pay attention, which I've I have always, always liked admit, the second she said that.
1: I love that. She's so smart.
0: She is. Yes.
1: So why? Why would someone hire a coach, Mike? Why would somebody why do our clients reach out to us and say, hey, I need help?
0: Couple things. Oh. Um They are stuck or they know what they want to do because they've been in that industry for a while. So they know their craft, but they just never put it in a business plan. So they don't know, I've never hired anybody. I've never set up a CRM. I don't have a sales and marketing plan because I've never had to network. Those type of systems and those processes we help people put in place because you have to have them especially if you're a solopreneur, you already got 12 hats on. You don't need and you can't do everything and be efficient and be profitable. And you've told more than one person, if you can't leave, if you can't go on vacation, then you just bought yourself a job. You did not buy a business.
1: Yeah, I would say that it's kind of normal in your first six months to two years that you're not going to have a whole lot of flexibility. And I think that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions when people talk about getting started in business and with the way, you know, right now going back to the real estate market with everything is hot. I'm using air quotes for those of you that aren't seeing this in person, but everyone and their brother is getting a real estate license and it's amazing to me how many people don't realize that that's starting a business. You're not just, you know, it's not like selling Scentsy or something on the side, no offense to people that sell Sensi, but you, you are really starting a business and you need to think about it from a business owner startup standpoint that you are not going to make money right off the bat. You're going to have expenses that you have to pay before you even start working and that it's going to take a while for your clientele to build up. And then you have to pay yourself back for the money that you invested in your business to begin with. So it's not some get rich quick scheme. And that's the same for any small business that somebody's starting.
0: Agreed. Um,
1: the other things that we look for are people that have a really strong team mentality mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. obviously working with myself or Mike, it is, we're on the same team, we're working towards the same goals. Um, I think both of us are just drawn to people that have positive attitudes. If you look at all of the guests that we've had on the show, they are some of the most positive, uplifting, giving, amazing small business owners in, in the triangle and in the world because we have people from all over that help us with the show. And they all make the time to have the bandwidth to focus on the business instead of working in the business. And all too often, that is a big mental decision that you have to make to say, hey, for a couple months or six months or so, while I'm really focusing on putting some things into play, you might have to forego, you know, playing squash with your friends or um, watching Netflix binges on the weekends or whatever it is. Sometimes you have to make some of those sacrifices to really see and put some good change into play.
0: But it's the long play. (laughs) that they should be looking at. And yes, you have to, and you've told, you've talked about this on the show before to be a successful small business owner, you have to give up something. And that could be time for right now. That could be tasks that you outsource to someone, but you have to give up something because you can't do everything. And you just, you have to be able to understand that Let's see, Warren Buffett and Steve Jobs had mentors. So if they have somebody they call, by golly, those of us in the Triangle of North Carolina, we probably should call somebody too. Another set of eyes, another set of ears. We've all used that phrase before. And a lot of times that's what it is.
1: And I think that's one of the things that's so important to us because one, we both have coaches that we work with. Um, We have a great network of other coaches and people that are experts in business. So when one of our clients um, or potential client comes to us and if they have a problem that's not in our wheelhouse or not part of our area of expertise, we have the resources to hook them up with the right person that's going to be able to help them at that time. And I think that that's huge is. You know, as much as we love money and making money and working with our clients, sometimes it's in their best interest for us to refer them out to somebody else. And we are very fortunate to have a huge, um, you know, team, I call them, around us of people that specialize in things that we don't.
0: In our world, oh. it's kind of hard to nail down an avatar because ours is not demographics. We can't say anybody 25 to 42, male, female, kids, no kids. We, we coach everybody, I think we go from what, age 25 to maybe 60, male and female. Wow. Yep. If, if people wanna know who uses coaches, they can probably look at their successful friends and assume okay they probably leaned on somebody if you look if you go back to your high school days or your college days if you played sports or did extracurricular activities there was a coach of some sort or a director for the band any music stuff there's a director there's somebody there helping you and the people that succeeded likely asked for that help and the other part is they want they have an idea or a vision of where they want to go. I want to be top five in sales at IBM. Okay. You got a plan. You're ahead of most people right there instead of, well, I enjoy doing this and you know, we'll just, yesterday was good. See if I can do the same thing today. Those folks probably aren't in the coaching pond because they don't really have that vision. If if you have that vision and the funding to do that, and coaching is not as expensive as most people think it is. But if you have both of those, or if you know somebody that has both of those, they're probably taking advantage of that. That's probably one of the reasons why they are succeeding.
1: Yeah. Even if it's just not repeating the mistakes that other people have already made. Um, I know that we get a lot of our clients that are looking to either, maximize their return on investment they're looking to um, improve efficiencies increase their confidence but really i think what we're best equipped at is that we help them to peel back the layers of the onion see if they have any blind spots and give them the room to explore that and you know, that's really hard. It's hard to admit that you're failing at something or admit that you're not quite sure. I mean, I give our clients a lot of credit for what they bring to the table and how much work they're willing to do because we ask them some really difficult questions and they bear it all to us. But at the end of the day, when I get emails like, Um, One from one of our clients, he was like, Hey, my business has increased by three times this year already. And I warn people that the the biggest downside of coaching is that we're going to get you into bigger, better problems. Hopefully we're helping you create a bigger, better problem. And, and if you're not, then, then you're just staying stagnant. And that's not, um, that's not where our clients want to be.
0: Generally, people have a friend that they'll call to bounce an idea off of. So that makes them coachable right there. they have like, okay, I don't quite know all of that, but, oh, my friend Susie or my friend Jim does. So I'm going to call them. And a lot of times with coaches or in a mastermind group, somebody is a little bit ahead of you. So they've seen what most of what you're going through is like. Nothing's ever identical, but they've seen that and we pay it forward because let me, let me help you with that. Just that you're going to see this pothole when you get to this level, here's what you can do to get around that or make sure that doesn't happen. And then we just sped your time up. And that's whether it's a one-to-one coaching or group coaching or a mastermind group, somebody most likely has been through what you're about to go through.
1: Yeah. Yeah it's amazing what happens when, I mean, that's why I love listening to other podcasts and reading books and stuff. But um, my last thought on all of this, because it's been something that's been weighing on us because we've been really working on our business plan and our goal setting, because we actually do the things that we coach our clients to do. Um, And sometimes it's, it's harder than, than we like, it's, I'm laughing because we'll work our, with our clients and I just see them and are like sweating and they're working so hard. And I'm like, oh man, I'm so proud of them for doing that. And then Mike and I sit down and I'm like, oh, I can't believe we make our clients do this. It's so hard.
0: <laughs> coaches are more willing to spend 99% of their time on their clients than on their own business. And so sometimes we struggle and then we have to call our mentors and our advisors and our coaches to do that. But are you willing to take advice. Are you okay admitting when you're wrong? Have you ever done that in life? Even if you put the the wrong bowls in the wrong pantry, can you admit, oh shoot, that was me? Or God forbid you loaded the dishwasher with the forks up. By the way, that's another pet peeve on another podcast, forks go down. But if, if your spouse did not like that, would you admit that you did that? If that is so powerful admitting that, you know what, I either I don't know how to do it or I'm not good at it. I just think that says you you want to learn and you want help and you're reaching out. Whereas a lot of people think it's a sign of weakness, not a chance. Man, everybody, this all the successful business owners and leaders, they have people to do stuff they don't want to do. If you're not good with details and money, then you run to place and your right-hand person is a killer money person. And you let them do that. You manage it, but you let them do that. You have to acknowledge what you don't do well. You have to outsource it or hire for it. That will make you more successful because if you don't, it will bog you down. Yeah, um,
1: I agree with you on that. I do not agree with you on the fork.
0: Why would you stick your hand right into the teeth of the fork?
1: Why would I put my forks in upside down and then they don't get fully clean and I have to pull them out and wash them by hand They anyway.
0: get clean. Right? T- they don't
1: get clean. I put all my forks and spoons sticking up.
0: Spoons are up, yes. I've
1: never. I've never gotten poked.
0: I do the kitchen, so I load and unload. Those damn forks are clean. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, for all of our listeners, if you want to get forked up with Mike and I, you know where to reach us. You can email us, info at wired uh, We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear about your personal victories or challenges that you've had with business coaching. Um, and, of course, if you have any amazing guests that you think would be a great fit for the show, send them our way. We're always looking for people that fit our guest profile. They must be fun. They must, um, know what the heck they're talking about. And most of all, they must like dancing with me, tour and (laughs) true music.
0: And think about yourself in your daily routine. Are you coachable? And if you aren't ask yourself why, why can you not admit something? Nobody does everything right. Nobody does everything perfect that makes you normal. You will not reach your potential until you ask for help in some sort. Sports examples, Tiger, Tom Brady, Serena, they got coaches. Actors, singers, they got coaches. Why wouldn't you? Be great if you hired us, but go find a coach. Go find somebody that understands what you're trying to do and can help you, and you'll be amazed at how much quicker you get there.
1: Amen, Mike. Amen.
0: We've enjoyed it, folks. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us, talking about why coaching. Of course, we love to ask, well, why not coaching? But again, that's a whole nother podcast. But go find a coach. Uh, It will make your business more successful, your life a little bit better. My name is Mike Manning.
1: And I'm Trinity French.
0: And we'll see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.